Rebrand fam, welcome back. We are uh, without Andy today. He uh, had to take care of family, and we, I mean that's something that we're always uh, as much as as much commitment as we have to this podcast, this ministry, and to what God's call us to. It's not to a podcast um, or to ministry. It's to God and wherever God's calling us. Um, we know that family is a priority in, in, in ministry. Uh, they are our first ministry as right. as husbands. And so um, we're on. I was on my way here. Harrison was already here, and he said he couldn't make it. He had to help his family take care of something. So um, it's uh, Harrison and I here uh once again and continue. yeah sorry about that continue yeah. <laughs> andy has the the recording board yeah so. we we were telling him hey we're talking into this week we're like we got to switch up chairs because Hetzel and i are short and we look weird in these chairs and but andy always looks good and no matter what we use and so one day maybe we'll be tall as yeah. andy until then we just have to work with what we got but we're back uh talking about culture um how that impacted us uh, and just continuing that conversation um, into how it formed us, context of the word and our walk with God. Um, it's something that uh, I've been thinking about since we started talking about it uh, last week uh, or two weeks ago. Yeah, that uh, was, uh, I think it was last week. I, I don't know. I slept and since then. Can I, th- uh, one thing, I think this is overall episode 25 for us. So this correct, is episode correct. 11 of season two i think season one had 14 episodes so this is episode 25 and that's that may not seem like a lot and we don't have that many followers but i still want to celebrate milestones yeah i think it's part of being um uh being uh faithful in the little it's 25 episodes we don't have that many followers that's okay. We'll hey, still yeah. celebrate this milestone. We had zero a year ago, and now we're at 25. So we're blessed and thankful for that. You know, it, it's amazing because uh, we we didn't know that we were going to be here. We right. didn't know uh, how we're going to do this. Uh, and right. God's uh, now opening up doors, um, different doors. And we're, we're, we have been saying this for the longest time. We're going to have a permanent place yeah. one of these days. And yeah. it's, it's close closer and closer as we go uh but until then we still record we still yeah. one of the biggest things was uh can we just share stories of redemption yeah. can we share what god has done in our lives yes, sir. and what god is doing still in our lives yeah. because we in until we die and go home uh, we're still going to have struggles we're still going to have temptations we're still going to have problems issues and uh, uh, that's the beauty of God continuing writing our stories. Yeah. So, so we're we're uh, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were gonna get here, and, right. and here we are. A uh, few breaks, but uh, here we are. Yeah, I think it was because I me. Mean, Inertially rebrand starts with a heart to serve pastors, children, sons and daughters. Um, and uh, I was thinking about it, like that's always something that's been on my heart even before you and I connected about this specifically. And I would always ask God, why, why have you connected me with these pastor's kids over the years? And I have a relationship with them. Like, why? Um, and I think it's part of us for this ministry that we're doing. Um, it was to hear what others were going through. 
that maybe I didn't experience as a as a pastor's kid. Um, but that that really shed some light onto what they were experiencing and just understanding, wow, I, I get why that's hard. I may not be experiencing it, but I can relate to a certain degree because, hey, I'm also in your shoes. And so it was a learning experience, but also now it's connections for some of our uh, followers are friends that listen to us um, that we've developed over the years. Um, so, and now we're doing a podcast each each week. You know, we, we didn't plan on the podcast. We just said, hey, let's get people together, share life. And, and I think we figured out we can connect week to week through the podcast when it's probably not feasible for us to actually meet every week. Um, so it's fun. We're learning. Yeah, yeah, because uh, if one of the things we used to do and uh, after we started this, we, we stopped doing it because uh, it, it just got too busy. But you and I will get together for coffee yeah. uh, every other every other Thursday or yeah. whenever it worked for our yeah. schedules and uh, check out how we were doing, uh, yeah. how we encourage each other and and that's that was the thought. It's like how can we encourage other pastors' kids, other leaders' kids? Yeah. And this year has been just challenging because uh, uh, not just leaders' kids and pastors' kids, but uh, youth in yeah. whole have been you know, expressing the need to be hurt or to, to hear other stories because they feel alone. Never hurt, yeah. So one of the thoughts was uh, eventually, you know, we started with pastor's kids, leader's kids, and, and how it's uh, evolving, even though I don't believe in evolution, uh, to how do we minister to those broken, all of the broken youth yeah. that are seeking identity, that, that uh, the world is telling them, uh, you're this, you're that, but... Uh, Christ is telling them, no, you're beautiful. Yeah. I created you. I made you in my image. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this heart, this life is hard, but uh, I will be here with you. Yeah. And I will be here in all the process. So, so we're, we're dreaming. We're, we're, we're talking. We're, we're um, putting uh, a information to you guys that uh, whatever you are going through, whatever uh, uh, you have gone through, we love to hear your yeah. stories. And, and that's kind of how we started. It's like, uh, just share your story. Uh, share what God is doing and what he's done and uh, what he's going to do. And we had some great people here, uh, John Granados. Yeah. Um, uh, we had Merari yeah. and uh, Andy, you and I, we shared. Uh, uh, and. And uh, one of the things, uh, I think one of the episodes, we opened it up to the whole right. uh, group, and that right. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that there's there's more guests. We just, yeah. it's been It's just been schedule, schedule, their schedule, our schedule. Yeah. So we, we want to be faithful that at least one of us is going to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we'll probably take a break uh, sometime uh, here in December, uh, family time um, uh, and all that, and probably uh, uh, regroup in January. Yeah. So if you don't see us for a few, for a few uh, Sundays here in in the next month, yeah. uh, a few weeks here in the okay. next month, and know that um, uh, we want to be faithful to our families yeah. also, and uh, and then at the same time we want you to uh, uh, be uh, anxious and waiting <laughs> <laughs> to to what God's doing. But uh, in our heart is this cultural thing. Uh, people don't understand how much we need one another yeah. and how much um, uh, how we grew up and where we grew up can affect 
the way we do things, the way we act, the way we react yeah. to things that happens in our lives. Now, I was thinking the other day when we were talking about this, uh, uh, how I was bitter uh, with... Uh, see, I never had a problem. Uh, a, l a lot of people have a problem with uh, Anglo-Americans. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yes, you, you touched a little bit on this. Yeah, Go ahead. And, but, I, but I I never really had a problem with... with a big problem with, with Anglos or white. Um, uh, I had a, a, a big problem growing up with African-Americans. Okay. Because uh, I think last time you mentioned Mexicans because you always got yeah, labeled yeah. as Mexican, so, but so you yeah. weren't. So, so I didn't get along with, with, with uh, even though I had a, uh, had to go through that, but uh, uh, little, it, it was on. just this in was my, my mind. And that came from the sentiment towards Mexicans came from your time from my time crossing and I don't know how how many how 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 deep I went in there and I know I told you guys of 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 the 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 stuff that happened right. crossing the border to crossing the border you, but I mean you had you started in Guatemala yeah starting Guatemala so it you had to go had to go through, through Mexico, Mexico was a big part through Mexico travel. and and the biggest thing there was uh uh, it's not just like taking a trip. Uh, it's it's about it's taking a trip without people knowing that you're taking mm -hmm. a trip. Yeah. And uh, that was a challenging part. And and I I did talked about some of the places that we went, like the train and and, and some of the stuff that happened there. But uh, my sister was three months old, I believe. I was five. And uh, one event that was uh, that really challenging was uh, when we f when we got to uh, the border of Tijuana and uh, the United States, Mexico and the United States. Uh, my sister was dropped mm. uh, by. Um, we had to run from immigration. Mm. And my sister was dropped, um, and uh, uh, everyone just ran over her. And I remember my, my mom and, and me and another guy, we were running. We didn't even see her. Mm. We passed through. Uh, people were jumping fences. Uh, so we passed through. Was this during the day at night? This is the night. Okay, okay. It's, it's dark. Sorry, just like it's dark. We passed through. We didn't see her. We didn't hear her cry. Wow. And we, we almost made that turn. And another guy comes and says, hey, your daughter is back there. And um, so it was, this was like, like, whoa. And I remember this like if it was yesterday. So my mom decides, uh, uh, so we, we're like, where? So we go back and she's laying on the floor. She's not breathing. Mm. My mom's just, you know, crying. And, and this guy's like, we got to go. Immigration is going to get us. We got to go. And my mom's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm turning myself in. And uh, tells me to go with the guy. I, I don't know this guy, <laughs> and I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm staying here. And the guy's like, we gotta go. And and my mom's saying I'm not going. And and uh, tells me again, you gotta go with him. You gotta go with him. And I said, no, I'm not going anywhere. That's uh, one of the times that I remember as a child that I had to say no. I'm staying with you. I'm crying. She's crying. I'm five years old. And How my are you? Five. five years old, and my sister is not responding. And um, 
So uh, the guy leaves, and then we just we just there crying, and uh, we just see the light of an immigration officer, and uh, but how they treated us uh, was amazing. Uh, uh, right away, they they he gave CPR to my sister and and called an ambulance and took us to the hospital, uh, treat us great, and just just a humanitarian way that they treated us. Uh, and um, after that, she was she was fine, and uh, she survived. She's uh, got three kids now. She's but um, Cecia, yeah. and um, uh, but but it was a, it was a hard time. Yeah. Uh, we had to turn ourselves in, and my dad was already in New York, so uh, uh, he had to bail us out. So. Uh, I remember when <laughs> when I got interviewed by the immigration officer there. And see, they tell us, Central Americans, that if we get caught by immigration officers, that we have to say that we are Mexicans. So they because deport you back to Mexico? they don't send you back to All the Central way back. America, so they send you back to just to Mexico. You, you, you restart your attempt to get back in yes. from Mexico, yeah, not from Mexico, not down. all the way, because... Uh, it's thousands of money. Yeah, I think uh, back in those days, probably like two, three thousand dollars each. Yeah. So it's it's that, and you don't have it. You you sell everything to come yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, the importance of uh, just saying you're Mexican. So my mom was frustrated. She just gave up, and she's like, "No, we're from Guatemala. My my husband is in in New York, and we were just trying to get get to him." Mm. Uh, a, and I get interviewed separately, and they're like, uh, so where are you from? And uh, I'm from Cojula, Jalisco. <laughs> so it, it's like, what? It's like, uh, yeah, I'm from Cojula, Jalisco. And you have to do that little, you know, singing <laughs> sign. It's like, Cojula, Jalisco. Uh, uh, because uh, that they, they have a similar accent to yeah. Guatemalans. And uh, and the the immigration officers they 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 were just laughing because how trained I was, yeah. and then in front of my mom they asked me, so where are you from? It's like I'm from Cojulalisco. <laughs> my mom says, no, I already <laughs> told them I'm, we're from Guatemala. No, I'm from Cojulalisco. Mm. <laughs> and uh, my dad had to pay, uh, I think it's like seven thousand dollars to bail us out, and we were able to stay because of my sister. Uh, a, we were able to stay in New York for four years, mm. and uh, but it was a uh, it, it, it was uh, a a new culture, uh, challenging. Uh, my sister suffered uh, it, it, with like uh, asthma. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't say something bad because she would like not being able to breathe, and uh, it was it was just a uh, hard times and and. Uh, People don't understand why you do what you do, but um, through that, uh, we could have stayed here in the States, but uh, four years came and we could have applied for uh, a permanent status, but my my two other sisters stayed in, in Guatemala, and, and that was a big challenge for yeah. us. Um, I don't know if I said this last time, but but two of my sisters, mm -hmm. we couldn't you afford, you mentioned we that. couldn't afford to bring them, and um uh, so they stayed in Guatemala, and they suffer a lot. Uh, and, um, you know, my mom, it's one of those things. Uh, parents do their best. They, they try their best. They think this is the best. 
but they're going to make mistakes and and that's okay that's part of humanity but for the longest time she would blame herself uh for doing that and yeah. uh eh, because they how much they suffered yeah. but um it, that forced us to go back to Guatemala and uh lose the privilege uh to to become uh yeah. you know uh, legal residents yeah. here as they were working they were paying their taxes being faithful but so we went back to Guatemala and and, and uh, it's, cho- it's shocking cultural shocks are important I, I got this so now you're nine going back to so Guatemala. now I'm nine and, and and it's cultural shocking I had a cultural shock to come to the states and I had to adapt so I was uh, I was in school in uh, in New York I remember and um and I think I was five and a half already, six years old, and uh, uh, right, I went to school right away. And uh, a teacher uh, yells at me. Uh, I guess that's how she talked. I don't know. I felt threatened. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably the first, second, maybe first week of school. I don't remember. But I I remember exactly what I did, mm-hmm. and uh, I I went to the outside and I jumped the fence and I went home uh and and uh this is how like low-key security was back then right <laughs> right yeah uh not until a few maybe an hour or two hours later they noticed I wasn't You're there gone uh and they so they called my parents they called police and uh, they were searching everywhere for me and uh uh, later on, they all thought, "Well, have we checked the home?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later, they they know I was watching cartoons at uh-huh. home, eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I got a big whooping out of. Bro, I'm hungry. You just <laughs> said yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. I know, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. So, sorry. so it's uh, you know, I I I was um, I, I was really afraid, mm. and I ran. I remember, I I ran. I I I felt afraid and that fear makes you do dumb things so, uh, at any age yeah. uh, but um, it's I had to learn English and uh, I was a kid so I learned it fast yeah but this is during the first four years in the first four years five to nine yeah yeah so so learned English learned it fast but um, we struggled a lot um, struggled a lot. Had um, lived uh, one, two, three. At least three places I remember that we lived in those four years. Um, and um, yeah, three places. I remember that we lived in those four years. And it was one time that the river came out. Mm. And uh, we had to go into the house with with uh, boats, yeah. <laughs> All of our furniture, everything, because we used to live in the basement. Yeah, got wet, flooded, everything. Uh, it like like it covered cars. Yeah, all yeah. the way to the yeah. top. Yeah, uh, we we had some good storms over there in New York. There was others that snow covered cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, just uh, the the idea of uh, you know a, a kid going through all that trauma yeah and then now in a different country different language 
had to adapt. It wasn't easy. Um, and right when I'm thinking I'm adapting, uh, now I speak English. Now I'm forgetting my Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to go back to Guatemala. So, so that was that was challenging. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to go back, right. but I couldn't stay. Right. Yeah. So, so that was another challenge. Uh, and I get to Guatemala, and um, and now I'm being bullied mm -hmm. by my own cousins, friends. Yeah. Because I can't speak Spanish. Yeah. By friends in school, uh, I'm sent back a year. Mm -hmm. because I can't write and read in Spanish. And it's like, uh, I got to start all over. And uh, that was challenging. That was, uh, that was a big challenge, and I got into a lot of fights, mm -hmm. lots of fights. I didn't know how to fight, but I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn the, uh, to defend myself. Um, and I think that, that created you know, a lot of bitterness, anger. Yeah. Uh, insecurity growing up yeah just uh, as I look in my life and look back it's like uh, maybe that that had something to do yeah. uh, with with how I felt growing yeah. up and so here we are the first week we get to Guatemala the first first week or second week my sec my my last sister Sharon gets stolen mm. And people are selling it. You know, in, in Guatemala, we have these places called El Mercado. It's kind of like a flea market, yeah. and people sell gro uh, 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 tomatoes, uh, all kinds of food yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, we were playing outside, and somehow she disappeared. And, um, and this is not a movie, bro. Mm. This is like mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. And I'm nine years old, and and. She, and she's nowhere to be found, and uh, so everyone runs to the mercado, and and everyone is looking for her. And finally, a lady said, "You know, she knew my grandma. She says, I saw a lady over there trying to sell a little, and I mm. think it's your granddaughter. Mm. And, uh, and for sure, it was, bro. They were trying to sell my sister back over there. That's wild. And uh, so that's like, now we had to move. Yeah." Because my mom didn't feel secure. Yeah. My mom's like, Absolutely. no. So we went. We She had to go grab because we called the police. And she was saying it was her daughter. So my mom had to go back and look for a birth certificate. And it was, a, you know, all that in that, like, transitioning right away. Yeah. So we had to move from there, go another place and unsecure. And um, we couldn't uh, last uh, I think we lasted two and a half years because my dad was going to pastor and um, many things happened, but uh, we figure out now, uh, they figure out th this, we got to go. Throughout this, you're young, but throughout this, are you blaming God for this? Why God? Because part of why your dad is around at first is because of, he's an evangelist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now... You're moving around, all this is happening, and your dad's a pastor. So, like, do you, do you have much recollection of if you thought about these things, if you connected these things as a now nine, you know, 10, 11, yeah, you know, year old? in New York, I it was I was eight years old when I uh, in a Sunday school, 
Sunday school with Royal Rangers. So we were with uh, Assemblies okay. of God. And uh, I remember the day in the basement there. It was it was a Sunday uh, where I accepted Jesus. I really remember that I gave my life to him. I, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But I really believed that he existed. How how did that happen? Uh, that moment. It was it was it was a it was an introduction. It was a teaching. It, that's why I don't remember if it was Royal Rangers or yeah. or Sunday school. But they were teaching about Jesus, how he gave his What's life. Royal Rangers in Spanish. Royal Rangers los a, 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 I don't remember. I, bro. I, I mean, I, I did in Costa Rica too, but I did in Guatemala too. Los exploradores. Okay. Uh, exploradores del rey, or yeah. something like that. Okay. Exploradores del rey. So. I accept Jesus, but, you know, I don't know him, but I do, do you remember believe. remember who it was that presented Jesus to you? It, it was a female uh, uh, teacher. Okay. And, and uh, uh, so so I knew that I, ex- that I believed in him, that he, he was real. Mm. Uh, but I, uh, not until I was 12 that we had to leave Guatemala again is when I was bitter. Mm. I never questioned between 8, 9, 10, 11... But it's been growing all these years. But when when my mom had to leave, uh, my my dad wanted to start a business. Um, he was a pastor. He was uh, revivalizing a church that was dying, and and he goes with Assemblies of God, uh, now settling and pastoring for a couple years, and um, uh, they were trying to make it, and they started a business and. Uh, Unfortunately, with family, um, his brother and his brother uh, sold all the machines mm-hmm. and, and, and left them in death and um, just uh, broke. Yeah. And they, they worked, they worked, and they couldn't pay the person that helped them and went into business. So that, for them, was another stressor. And uh, it was one of the causes that we had to come back to the states okay. after all this chaos and and now we're broke and we can't do this and yeah. and uh it, it was um and and i was going through through uh, being a teenager 12 years old and i want to be you know a little bit independent and and uh a, i'm a little rebel you know so i'm a pastor's kid uh, probably one of the blackest of the blackest sheeps mm-hmm. uh i didn't have any white spots and um, uh, not not a lot of people wanted it, their kids to hang out with me mm. at the church because I, I was trouble. Um, uh, and I guess without knowing it, maybe some of all these things are building inside of me. And that's why I'm trouble. Yeah. So I'm always on my guard. I'm always trying to defend myself. Um, and now my mom has to uh, leave. Yeah. But uh, she she applied for a visa and she gets a visa. So now she don't come the way we did. She comes yeah, yeah, uh, in a plane yeah. uh, in three four hours rather than two weeks. And she gets to LA and she's gonna work for a few months and try to pay this debt. And um, uh, things are not easy. Uh, right. and she can't work as much. There's not much work in LA. Not like New York and yeah. and. Um, so now my dad says, well, I'm going to go help you. And uh, my dad came. And How long was your mom? Six Nelly months. Before your dad gets here. Okay. And my dad gets there. Three or six months, something like that. My dad gets there. He he, he has to come again uh, undocumented and across. But he 
being an evangelist knows a pastor that knows a pastor, and he just went from right to right. Uh, my dad uh, hardly ever suffered, mm. knew what to do or where to go, yeah. and he had a, a, a evangelist visa. So through Mexico, he was fine. So he could go through all Central America and Mexico fine. Um, and all he had to do is just mm, jump yeah. the border here. So for him was was easy. Um, and he gets here and um, eh, I'm struggling with all these things in, in, um, eh, in Guatemala now with all this uh, pain. And, yeah. and, uh, and they left, uh, left us with my grandmother on my dad's side who we never hung out with mm. we didn't know her we knew her one or two yeah, times yeah, yeah. but I get you. it's it's for us she wasn't you know not until i was older that i did a lot of fellowship with her yeah. but as a youth i never interacted and she, they leave us with this stranger yeah uh, now me and my four sisters so now i am 12 years old and i you know about to be 12 and and uh now i'm taking care of all my sisters and uh i'm not an adult and they send money and and i'm i just start drinking at that age mm. i start smoking and uh i'm just running wild at 12 years old because we live in 2023 uh Smoking? What? What do you? Are we smoking like cigarettes or so, smoking so, weed? So, so, cigarettes. Okay, okay, so right. cigarettes, but twenty twenty three. That, that can yeah, mean anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I smoke weed, but that was later. <laughs> uh, it, but I start smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, and um, and start drinking at, at mm. age twelve. Um, and uh, is the the group of friends you're around? Are they doing it too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes very much crowds, influence. Yeah. I think by I, your friends. No, I think you may. I, have, I, you were the influence. You were the influence. Your friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but many of these things. Uh, How do you have access to this at twelve? How are you getting these? Things? Uh, uh, you can in in Central America. You can get access. You just. To it. I'm just saying. You're just paying people, and they're just giving it to. You? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to. And uh, so that's uh, that's what's happening. And uh, in between there, at age ten, I. I I I go through a, a rough time a, where uh, older uh, I'm ten years old, twenty two years old, and I get exposed to uh, sexual relationships. So uh, we can now in in this time and era, and we we think, and it is true. I just didn't see it that way. I was being molested yeah. and being sexually abused. Yeah. Even though uh, I was going through a lot of that stuff and I didn't see it bad, yeah. it, it, all that messed messed me up. Uh, uh, exposed to sexual relationships at a very early age, yeah. uh, it messed messed me up. And so yeah. I was going through all of this, and now this my is parents. Ten, have to, you said. Yeah. So you know, but all that keeps on adding. You start going to alcohol at the age of twelve. Twelve. Like is so, the alcohol a way to? No, no. I just I it's think it's just another addiction. Another yeah. Thing relationships to, broken. I had a girlfriend. I think and my parents leave. Now we're stayed with no one. I don't want to go to church. Um, I don't have to go to church because my parents are not there. So um, I think it was it didn't last like two or three months <laughs> that someone told my dad, and uh, and. Uh, 
wrote him a letter and said, and, and they told him, I said, if you don't come for him, he'll be lost. And, uh, and I thank God for that person yeah. that was courageous enough yeah. to tell someone he needs help. A lot of times we see young people doing stuff and because we don't want to judge instead of going and embracing them. At the same time, I, I like it that, that he told my dad, and, you know, and I, I, but I wish there would have been someone there to walk with me, to, mm -hmm. to take me to coffee, to, to, to invest in me, but there was no one. The, the, most of the people that was there was to judge me and say, oh, that's the pastor's son. Oh, that's the pastor's son. Uh, rather than, and then just one courageous one didn't talk to me, didn't mentor me, didn't rescue me, but said, send a letter to my dad. If you don't come here, you're going to find him dead or you won't find him. So I, I, I wanted to stop there and you've already touched on it. But yes, most times it's just let's talk about that person. Let's criticize that person but not actually help. And, and that's not just the world. That's the church. Um, but I, I, along with you, I am thankful for that person that wrote a letter, spent time writing a letter, figured out how to get it to your dad, sent it to you. Um, he was he was one of the members of the church and and uh and uh, I, i'm really thankful that it uh saved my life saved my life uh but young people are going through stuff and, and uh we're not there for them this is why we do what we do and i and i think i'll look back in all of that all of those examples or times that I was alone, that I shouldn't have been alone. Mm. I said, this is where we need to be with, with young people. Yeah. This is why we need to make room for them. We need to make spaces. Uh, there, there's many stories that we're going to be able to talk. I, I, I think I'm going to take this cultural thing for like a few months. <laughs> uh, because all of the, the stuff that happens in our lives... Um, sometimes determine of who we end up uh, and and it can be changed yeah yeah but if we don't deal with them uh at an early at a very late age and i thank god for mentors in my life but it took you know me being 24 years old yeah but in in between them i can't really point out maybe one youth pastor mm. she she was there but you know because she was a female she wasn't really there yeah you know because you know, but she was very uh, uh caring for for the youth but but because she was a female she couldn't be there sure this is why we do this with our wives yeah because because you know the female minister to the females and the guys minister to yeah. the guys yeah. but i you know it's like most of the adults, we forget that they were teenagers before. You said it, it, it affects years, years and years to come. I was just talking to someone yes, uh, yesterday, and they were talking about how when they were younger, they literally were like, as a young girl, I don't know how old, they were running away from someone that was trying to sexually abuse them, like running and hiding. I don't know what... Um, but that 
um, it makes them think twice about if something happens in their house and they need to get it fixed, calling a repairman, they think twice about it because they're worried about what if something happens? What if that repairman robs me? What if that repairman tries to abuse me? Um, So we're talking about a grown person, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years later, I I don't really know age and when this all happened, but something that happened as a child now affects this person in today's day about something that most people are like, oh yeah, um, my furnace isn't working. Let me call 1-800 and fix my furnace, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They come out, they do it, right? This person's like, no, I, I, I can only, someone that I know. And if that person that they know, it's going to take them th- four days to get there, then they'll wait four days without a furnace or without AC, what it is, because that concern, that worry of what if that person yeah. that comes does try to do something to me, right? It's, it's crazy. Not and I don't say crazy to belittle it or to make light of it. Like no, it's a irrational. fear that they walk with. It's real. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Um, and, and so that formation and those early years of life has really started making me think of like my children even more right now as they're four and two. These first ten years of. Um, I, I've one thing that we learned at uh, one of the mental health um, conferences that we went together, the yeah. one for Indiana, yeah. one of the uh, doctors there was talking about how um, children are going through puberty earlier on in life, but the brain is not maturing yeah. yet. It's not mature enough yet. Um, and I'm no expert in this. This is what I caught, and I had questions for her, but she left early. No, I left early. That's the day I had to leave to go help my mom. Um, so Lauren and I ended up leaving early, but I wanted to ask her, what are children mature or going through puberty earlier now? And, you know, what was before and teenage years, now it's eight, nine, ten for um, girls. And I think boys are a couple years, can be a couple years later in going through puberty. Um but one of the things that she was saying is that saying they're going through puberty, but the brain is not mature enough to understand is this a real threat or is it not? Because mm-hmm. once you mature, you're able to analyze, okay, that's not a real threat. I don't have to freak out about this. I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to feel a certain way, a negative way about this. It's okay. Yeah. Or the opposite is this is a problem, Yeah. but I'm not mature enough. And I think, oh, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. So what happens is um, they're going through puberty. They start uh, heading into challenges that their brain is not ready to be able to analyze. Yeah. Good, bad, danger, not danger. And so there's trauma that's being caused by that. And um, it's really had me thinking of my children, like these next 10 years, next 10 years for them, my, my kids are 10 to 14. And it, oh, my whole life, I, I, there's value in me as a parent. But right now, there's so many things that they, they don't know yet that I have to be there for them. And sometimes it makes me reconsider, man, should I? Or it makes me think, should I walk away from some of the things that I'm doing right now just so I can be even more focused on my children? And ultimately, this is a prayer to God. God, 
how do I do this? This yeah. morning, <laughs> Luca apparently walked into a room around 7 in the morning. I had no idea he did. Lauren half noticed and just fell back asleep. Turns out we asked him later. He's like, yeah, I showed up into your room. You guys both were sleeping. You didn't respond. So I just went back into my bed and fell asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully he went back to sleep because usually that kid, once he wakes up, he he does a little devotional on our phone. Um, so he, he either asks because he wants to eat cereal or he wants to do his devotional. And he can be half asleep, but he will not give up. He'll be like, papa, mama, quiero hacer mi tío. Quiero, quiero hacer mi tío. As he's like half asleep, I'm like, son, just fall asleep. You're still tired. Yeah. No, papa, mi tío. So thankfully, he let us sleep this morning. But um, it, it's, he went back to bed. I got up a little bit after, and, and I was just praying. And I was, God, please help me. I was like, what do I, what do I pray for? Like, God, I don't want to just sit here and pray about things that are material. Um, as like I just had that car accident. I'm thinking, no, oh, no, I don't have a car. How are we going to like... God will take care of that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll figure that out. But what, what do I pray for right now? What's what's more value? And that was something else. And, and it's ultimately is God. Do I need to let go of things? Yeah. To focus on my family. Um. And if not, and I can still focus on my family, and do these things. Amen. I'm gonna follow you. But it's really just those years are very important in the formation of the rest of their life. Like these years molded you a certain way that has had to be remolded in painful ways it's taken time and you're still having to be remolded uh, yeah and, and i'm i'm still a mess so <laughs> right i mean you're not a mess but it, so it, it's 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 formed you in a certain it's way. uh and you don't see it until you start looking back I mean, you really don't pay attention. I mean, as a child, we, no, we, we no. grew up, and, and, and as and, parents, and, I think yeah, we might no, well, notice he'll, it, he'll, 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 he'll but survive. we don't realize. Yeah. We're like, oh, why is he scared of a clown? Yeah, yeah. Example, he's why? Hey, baby, yeah. you don't need to be. Yeah. But for the rest of your life, now they're scared of clowns because something they experienced as a six-year-old. They know it's irrational, maybe as a thirty-year-old, but they're still scared of that based on something. And so it's it. They form those years are very important. And here, here's the other thing, and and we we jump from uh, culture and, and mental health, which is good because it 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 it's it's a challenge, because uh, our bodies are 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 you know we're physical and spiritual, and uh, depends on which culture or where you were born or how you're grown your your grow up, mm-hmm. uh, it 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 determines what kind of issues you have here uh, uh, for the for the longest time in, in your life for when we talked about, you know, uh, uh, pornography and sexual uh, sin, yeah. you know, uh, I can go back to, man, yeah, I was exposed to this. Yeah. I shouldn't have been exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and it caused a big issue on me. Uh, when when you when you talk about uh, going to struggles through through Mexico and and how I was bitter with people, it caused issues with me, yeah. and uh, and even uh, uh, on my second time uh, coming to the states, uh, like I said, I I never had um, 
white and Hispanic racism on, on me. Yeah. But I had black and Hispanic racism. Yeah. Uh, on the second time when we moved from the States, uh, from Guatemala to the States. So when I was 12, my dad went and picked us all up. And uh, and that was it. I, I, I had to come. So we all came. And now it's another shock that we're going to have to go through. But we don't think of those things. Where'd you go this time? So now this time, we don't go to New York. We go to L.A. West so, Coast. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, we had to cross through Mexico again. Um, and this time was different through Mexico. But... Um, easier? It was easier. So to speak. Easier, easier because my dad had connections. So my dad has connections, but we all got sick in Mexico. So we had to spend two or three weeks uh, in Mexico or the border of Mexico and Guatemala. Mm-hmm. But my dad had connections, had friends um, that gave us rights from one place to another. And um, when we came to the border of the uh, United States and Mexico, that was when the challenge was, uh, uh, again, I was 12 there. I was still 12. So all of this is happening when I'm still 12. Uh, I was in Guatemala when I was 12, and I was in the States when I was 12. <laughs> So, uh, my dad and and two of my sisters crossed the border. And uh, we were going to cross with another family. And they were going to cross us because they got kids that are similar age. And um, and we crossed with this family, and and, and it didn't go the way it should have gone. And now we're detained. Mm -hmm. And my dad's already in San Isidro. And we are in Tijuana. Uh, me and two of my younger sisters. So now my, my sister, who's a U.S. citizen, mm. <laughs> had to cross illegally mm. through the border rather than they should have flew her yeah. from Guatemala. But she came illegally even though she's a, she was born in New York. Mm. So it was all those things, and uh, they never thought about that. Uh, but uh, now I'm stuck in Tijuana with two of my younger sisters with a bunch of strangers and my dad's in San Isidro my mom is in LA and um, and it was um, you know I had to play big big brother mm-hmm. and uh, but it was scary yeah. it was scary because you don't know mm-hmm. you don't know people and then I'm taken from one house to another house to another house until midnight comes that we can cross the border. Yeah. And now I'm crossing and dragging both of my sisters with me through a, I think it's like a two, three hour run. Yeah. And um, uh, just a lot of experiences that's like, wow, uh, I think uh, I could write a movie uh, <laughs> with all the, the horrible stuff that we went through. Uh, but, um, once again, we're united, and uh, God protected us. Even here, here's the thing: even when we don't plan right, God in His mercy. Even if we do things sometimes against His will, God in His mercy allows us. This is why I, I tell people: we are not to sh- to 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 um, criticize people for what they go through or how they go through stuff because we don't know their story. We we don't know reasons. We don't know why. We don't know 
um, and motives. We know nothing. Yeah. We're not in their shoes. But Christians, we're so good at criticizing other people because they come undocumented or documented. Even Latinos, yeah. we criticize people that come undocumented. Uh, they came with visa. That's great. God provided for you to come the right way. No problem. People do what they have to do. And God in his mercy, I'm not saying it's it's, it's okay. I'm just saying we become hypocrite if we say we have, you know, whoever it's doesn't have sin, then throw your first mm -hmm. stone. Because yeah. we all sin somehow. Yeah. Even just by judging someone else. So uh, every story is different. Every motive, every reason why they go, come to America. And, and that's kind of like why I felt in my heart we, uh, I'm going to write, uh, I'm writing my story. And, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about cultural issues. And uh, uh, Americans, they suffer when they came here first. Uh, some of them were wealthy. Others came uh, as slaves. Other came as visitors. Other uh, hitched rides on boats and, and, and ships. And uh, people got here. Uh, some other people were brought here. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're all here. And uh, we're all made in the image of God. Yeah. And regardless of how we get to a place. So the place doesn't make us, you know, who we are true it's it's uh, but it's 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 sad that we we get to even as latinos uh we say well uh you know yeah I, I i did it the right way so why are you doing it the wrong way it's like you had the privilege that's great yeah. um some people can't some people don't some people are not smart like you are some people are not wealthy like you are some people have no blessing like you have. Other people make mistakes. Maybe you haven't made a mistake. Maybe you're perfect. You know, I'm being how do you say that? Sarcastic now. But but that's you know, it's like we're all going through a process yeah. and every process affects us. Yeah. How we do stuff. And and it's the importance also to be careful and not to privilege our kids too much. So there's a balance because then kids who are privileged, you know, they really act like they're privileged. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, I tell my, my kids, don't, don't, uh, we got to take care of our kids, but don't put them in a bubble right. because when real life comes, right. so I was exposed to too much evil, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's struggles in life. And I think those struggles made me stronger. <laughs>